Welcome to How We Live Online. I'm Christina. I'm Joanna. And the jingling you hear is my cat. She is around and she won't be leaving. So you can say hello to her and she'll ignore you. She's like a reindeer. Just like right? one. Sleigh bell. Sleigh bell. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna, how are you? What's going on? Today I am drinking a coffee which I do feel like is having the effect on me that the coffee had on you last time. Like I feel a little bit on edge. Yeah. Yeah. So I also have water just to dilute it. Well, don't you drink coffee every day? Yeah, but I don't know what it is today. Just today something ha is happening. I think the coffee is stronger today. <gasps> stronger together. Mm -hmm. I also have you make you stronger. Yeah. And it's in this mug. Which you can only see if you watch on YouTube. Oh my gosh, you could see my mug too. My mug is this. This mug is actually like. Wait, I love that. This mug is pretty iconic to my childhood because I always thought that this coffee reflection was a dinosaur. What, Joanna? Where is it a dinosaur? Does it look like a dinosaur? Like a T Rex? Like this part? What? Like this oh, is the fit. That's a face. Yeah, this is like the, that, like a profile, like a hair. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I see it. I always thought that the Disney D was like There's a backwards G. G. Yeah, I didn't see it as a letter in Disney. I saw it as like an icon that represented it, but wasn't yeah. actually it. I agree with that. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. I'm watching this cat go in so many areas that you would think she wouldn't be able to fit in. Did you hear that thud? Mm hmm She's heavy. She's What's up with your life, Christina? What's up with my life so much? Guess what, everyone? I posted a TikTok. Yeah, I post TikToks. How embarrassing. But one of them got like 4,000 likes. So I'm basically famous now. She's and it's been really hard. You know, in Miley Cyrus's new documentary, she, which I'm going to probably do a video essay on, so stay tuned. Um, she said, like, when you're famous, like, you really have to, like, train your ego. Like, you have to, like, turn it on and off, you know? And, like, I'm already feeling that way. Like, I'm, like, I'm so much better than everyone else. And everyone is objectifying me. Like, as a performer, I'm not a human. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> So just call me out. Good. Call me huh? out if I'm. Call me out if I'm. You know, doing that, please. If you're Keep... just expecting me to like perform. Yeah. Yeah, then I will. Keep but me humble to your success. Your what to my success? Keep me humble to your success. Yeah, I need you to be humble. Right. Me, I'm just gonna stay at the top. Yeah. Stay at the top. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm wearing this shirt today. Because we're talking about aliens. Oh, I love it. Thank you. You know, I don't really get it. It's like a Shel Silverstein t-shirt. Uh-huh. Um, and then I wore it and someone was like, wasn't he a Nazi or something? Was he a Nazi? Probably. I don't know. I was like really called out for wearing it. And so I don't know why he's bad. But the shirt is really cool. Mm. And so I'm just going to wear it. But it's more in support of the graphic designer. 
Which that was Michelle Silverstein? No, no, no. There was someone else who illustrated his work. While you're doing that, I'll give my brief life update, which I wanted to talk today to elicit advice from the listener because I've been making a conscious effort to like eat more protein, but it's going straight to my hair and nails. Like my hair and nails look great. <laughs> But I don't feel that I'm gaining the muscle gains that I thought I would in addition to, uh, like, exercise. Like, I'm lifting. Like, I'm not just, like, eating more protein and, like, expecting to, like, gain muscles. But, like, if anyone is a sports nutritionist, like, please tell me, how do I tell the protein where to go? Because I don't feel like it's going to the right places. Okay. My brother just got a personal trainer. Oh, and he was saying that I was listening to them on the phone. You have to like eat. He was like, you have to start your day with the protein. I was going to make a pro like I was going to have the protein shake as my drink. Mm. Wait, but did you have it? And just off camera, you weren't going to share that experience? No, because I usually, I either, like, I drink it at a different time, like, during the day. Like, I don't have a consistent time I drink it. And, but that's, that, that's and also, said. like, having it, like, within the first hour of working out. I have heard that, and I do that sometimes, but also I've heard that that's a little bit BS. I think a lot of it's BS. Yeah, I know. But I'm so happy for your hair and nails. I know. And I've gotten like a lot of compliments on my hair and one compliment on my nails. Oh my God. <laughs> so people are noticing? Yeah. It was actually Ray. Shout out to our amazing photographer, Ray, who complimented yes. my nails. And this is why. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. She did compliment your nails. Joanna yeah. and I did a photo shoot. And we took some school pics we did some like pen 15-esque ones which I am holding on to for a possible future situation in which I post them but they just didn't make sense with what I was doing for yeah. our um premiere pics but they're very like they're very pen 15 they're very <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> but yeah we took some school photos and you can see them on Instagram I'm excited for this season. I think it's going to be, um, I'm just going to learn a lot as I always do. Totally. Yeah. And today we're learning about space. Yeah. So last time I said that if we, if I were to put something in space for an alien to find, I said a rabbit vibrator. Mm -hmm. And then I also said um, a trampoline. First one, because I feel like they deserve that. And then the second one, I think that it would be really funny because they can't actually use it. Mm -hmm. because they're just like floating around mm -hmm. and when I brought up this vibrator thing um to Isaiah my boyfriend he was like you know I'm pretty sure it's like don't even need that because they probably just vibrate that's true <laughs> and I was like interesting I haven't seen Avatar but isn't there something about like the way that the aliens and Avatar do it no, it well, yeah. I mean, they just touch braids. Okay. Or so, yeah, like, like there's just like many. I mean, yeah. I think that's what's difficult 
and I'll get to the the cultural artifacts thing later it's like just so hard to conceptualize like providing artifacts for like something without context like what is the like what context do they have for anything right would they even know to press the button like do they have holes to jump on the trampoline (laughs) yeah press the button to jump on the trampoline yeah do they have holes do they have holes would they try to put the trampoline in a hole i'm gonna start with to kind of bridge from our last conversation to this conversation about space and later our discussion um, that will be in the next episode of what is out there. What do we know? Okay. So I'm going to talk first about space colonization. Some excellent research from Christina about the ocean. And we talked about exploration. Okay. Mm -hmm. We talked Mm -hmm. about, you know, claiming things for (laughs) our own manifest destiny. Space is not immune to these ways of thinking by people. Okay. So in addition to like just humans, particularly the white man having this like desire manifest destiny, just like the desire for whatever reason we need to go and conquer everything for ourselves. There are two reasons that people think we might need to turn to space colonization in the Mm -hmm. future. Mm Mm-hmm. And they mostly have to do with, like, our ability to survive as a species, right? Like, maybe there's a planetary disaster on Earth. Maybe it's caused by humans. That's called climate change. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I have a question. Yeah. People think that there's going to be... I always thought, like, people people would go before there's a disaster. Right. But is there also an idea that like a disaster will strike and then that people will go? Or is it one and the same? I think it's sort of the same, like a disaster could be happening slowly or quickly. True, true. I think just in general, like those are the, like, if you could give any actual impetus to colonize space other than the fact that we need to colonize everything. It would be because we <laughs> <It> would be <laughs> species survival. Right. Wait, would, do you think there would be like a Noah's Ark situation? There could be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like in Wally. Okay, so like this is the thing is like sometimes it's depicted as like just a spaceship. Like we are mm-hmm. literally surviving in space on a ship, like in Wally. Right. And then other times, like, we're actually setting up, like, a new colony on a different planet or on the moon. Like, people have looked at, like, you know, Earth-like planets, like, what planets could actually support life. Um, Right now, people, I think, are mostly looking at the moon and Mars. (laughs) Right. In the past, like, Venus was a top contender, but, like, not so much anymore. Okay. Okay, and I'm just going to talk about two things really quickly. I'm... This is far too much to like actually do a whole episode on space colonization. Okay. So I'm just going to talk about two things that jumped out at me as I think relevant to us and the listener. The first is Moon Village. 
Okay, is that a game? No. Moon Village <laughs> Moon Village is a concept developed by the European Space Agency. Okay, but wouldn't you play that on your Switch though? You totally could. I don't know if they've like copyrighted the term or anything. Moon but what's important to know about Moon Village is that it's a misnomer. <laughs> on the European Space Agency's website, they say, by Moon Village, we do not mean a development planned around houses, some shops, and a community center. Rather, the term village in this context refers to this, a community created when groups join forces without first sorting out every detail, instead simply coming together with a view for sharing interests and capabilities. What? Wait, what? Are they saying there's no real village on the moon? They're just there's talking no about real like, a village. community of thinkers thinking about the moon? No. Wait, what'd you say second? I don't get what it is if it's not okay. a village on the moon. I know. So, like, basically, I think I needed to read this to understand, like, when, I think right now when people talk about colonization of the moon or Mars, they're mostly talking about, like, setting up permanent, like, research stations. Oh. And for some reason, they're calling it Moon Village, like knowing what that evokes in our mind. I think it's the idea that like the European Space Agency thinks that the moon, like we shouldn't have ownership over spaces on the moon. We should just cooperate together in the village and like do research. But like, it's not like this <laughs> planned community, which it should be. It should be. It should be a planned community, you think? In my mind, if you're calling it Moon Village, like you yeah. should have an artist rendering that I can look at. Yeah, no, you should have a little 3D sculpture like in the conference room table, like with the little thing. Yeah. And then you're like, here's Moon Village. And then me, I'm an intern, I'm bringing coffee in and I'm like, oh my God, I have to tell the press about this. Right. That's what I see. Yes. That's yes. where I stand here. I think it's a big misnomer, Moon Village. So next we have Mars, and mostly I'm just going to briefly go over Elon Musk's relationship with Mars. Okay, toxic. Yeah, Elon Musk really wants to go to Mars. His, like, quote, <laughs> he says, is that humans shouldn't be a single planet species. <laughs> like... We should strive to be a multi-planet species. <laughs> Why? You know, one I don't, this is what comes to my mind when I hear him say that. It's like, who, who, why is he allowed to say things like that? Who's listening to him? And then also, it, <laughs> one time I said something during a science class, like saying to my group, we're going to do this now. Like we're going to, let's do this in seventh grade. And this mm -hmm. girl looks at me and she says, who made you king of anything? <laughs> and I was like, bitch, what? We're just trying to do this project. And that's how I feel about Elon Musk. And then I found out later once I Googled it, I was like, why'd she say that? It's a Sarah Bareilles song. I mean, on top of that, in addition to that, Elon wants to be on the mission that goes to Mars. Yeah, like, obviously. He wants to go to Mars. His goal is to go to Mars by 2029, which is rapidly approaching. And so far, SpaceX has released like several animated clips of ships landing on Mars, 
which are like, I guess, supposed to be like simulations of like how they've landed their spaceships, rocket ships, whatever you want to call them, ships on Mars. But it looks, I mean, it's kind of silly to the viewer at this point, like, this is how we would land on Mars. And it's just like a little animation. It's kind of hard to believe. I read an interesting article about like the public perceptions of private space initiatives, specifically how young adults view this SpaceX plan to go to Mars. Oh, and these folks who were interviewed for this article, I think a lot of what they said resonated with what I said. One, a big theme was questioning the feasibility of colonizing Mars. Like, mm -hmm. can SpaceX even do that? Mm-hmm. Two, people believe that colonization would only benefit the wealthy, which we talked a lot about later, uh, last episode. And also something we talked about last episode, there was a perception of an unfavorable risk to benefit ratio of colonizing Mars. Really, Mars is just another place like anything else. We are, you know, hell bent on exploring. Elon literally wants to be the king of Mars. He does. Like, he, he's like, please, like, please, 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 let me get this team together. I'm going to go. I'm going to mm -hmm. be the first one there. Okay. Guys, now that we're here, am I not just the de facto leader? Like, maybe we could all just, I just have so many ideas. <laughs> who votes? Who? Who here? He's dangling money in front of them. <laughs> he has a henchman ready to kick them off the planet. Everyone's like, yes, Elon. All hail Elon. All hail Elon. You could almost say he wants to be the brightest star in the galaxy. <gasps> which is what the competitors on the latest show, Stars on Mars, <laughs> are competing to be. Yes. If you haven't heard of Stars on Mars, it is a the newest reality TV show. The season finale of the show is actually today the day that we're recording this so oh if you're list when you're listening the complete series will already be out it's like a celebrity reality tv show where did we actually talk about it on the show ever i don't no? remember and if we did i'm probably gonna say the same thing yes so i'm really sorry but yeah i've seen a couple episodes of it oh you have seen episodes which episode oh, you haven't watched it no, I watched the first episode. Oh, I've watched three, maybe. Oh, okay. I didn't know that you had watched episodes. I thought we you would have communicated with me if you did. Oh, no, it was like a laying on my couch day. Okay, just like a private endeavor of yours. That's fine. But like a while ago. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah, today the finale comes out. Like, um, who's going to win? I don't know. McLovin got kicked off first. I know. Yeah. I mean, spoiler for the for the listener. It's like not a good show. <laughs> yeah. So the point, like, the point is that these stars are on Mars and they're in like this simulated <laughs> Mars environment that is meant to be like a Mars colony. And, you know, each week they have a different challenge associated with living on Mars. Um and so perhaps it simulates some of the trials and tribulations a real Mars colony would go through, mm -hmm. but unlikely. Yeah, I 
watched it and the thing about it that was the most interesting to me was Marshawn Lynch and the other football guy Mm -hmm. their friendship yeah they're hilarious yeah I think the casting for that this show is really good and it was so random it was like him I forget the other football player's name Ariel Winter which Uh is so funny for them to be interacting yeah um Tom Sandoval oh wait no 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 Tom Schwartz um who like was saying like some little things about Vanderpump during that time Mm-hmm. So like the Vanderpump thing happened, then he was on that, and now Tom Sandoval is on the next. No, Tom Sandoval is on. Uh oh my God, what's it called? It's the it's it's another like challenge thing. It's a physical challenge thing, and um, it's Hannah like Brown the, one. Is it like the <laughs> Navy Seal? Not Navy Seal, but it's like yeah, it's some kind of like military. Yeah, thing, like celebrities doing very hard challenges, but. Yeah, Stars on Mars. Here are my thoughts. The problem with this show. So I am definitely more of a reality TV watcher of like love competition shows or like relationship shows. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll watch like a competition show. And those are really fun when people have to do like insane physical challenges. The issue with this show is that Everyone is covered completely in suits. And like, Uh not to be a whore, but like, that makes it less cool to me. You know what I mean? It's not like people are like, in their like, tiny little outfit trying to do something. It's just like the, the presentation to me is like, not very sexy. And I feel like TV, at least reality TV, has to be a little bit sexy. Like Survivor's sexy, naked and afraid, scary, but also they're naked. <laughs> so is looking at me like you're disgusting. But no, I think that, I mean, your point is fair for you as a viewer. Like, I think that's why I was saying like the casting is so important because I think yeah. like other parts are able to shine more. I mean, maybe not more. Like, I don't know if, like, the sexiness really, like, takes away from, like, exp- exploring relationships or, like, other aspects. But, yeah, I mean, I think the whole thing is just kind of gimmicky. Like, it's not necessarily that they're covered up. It's that, like, the whole station is gimmicky. Like, the simulation is gimmicky. Right. I have more to say. Keep going. Uh, the, the rest that I have to say is the act, the people in it in the first episode were not taking it seriously. Like, you could tell they were, like, looking at their instructions and being like, okay, do we actually have to do this? You know what I mean? And it's like, because there are no stakes because they're, like, these made-up stakes of, like, you're on Mars. And if you don't do this thing, you'll all die. And it's like, but we're not going to die. So what's actually going to be the thing that I'm losing? You know what I mean? Like, it's very, very hard to care about it because they're making the issue survival when you know it's a simulation and they're going to survive like there's at least with survivor or with like naked and afraid or like alone in the wilderness whatever like you see people doing like like basic acts of survival in an environment where like you're like wow like people really used to do that or whatever but with this 
it's just it's too fake I couldn't get into it yeah I mean I think you could argue like Love Island like what percentage of those relationships have like actually survived but there's money there's money yes but I think like overall it's also sort of a facade of like a game they're playing I feel like Love Island has more like distraction of like emotional complications like you're not constantly thinking oh who's gonna win at the end but you are thinking like like you're sad that this person is hurt or whatever and then in the stars on mars thing it's like very much like i'm upset with this person because they didn't pull the trigger fast enough or whatever (laughs) and then like you they do have to vote them off but like no one seems that sad to leave i don't know I wonder like if it's maybe the group is too big because I think part of it is supposed to be like on any like space like the isolation aspect and like group dynamics that emerge because you're totally isolated yeah I wonder if the group is just too big or like yeah, because, you know, Alone, I think, is a show that does a good job of, it's like a similar, like, survival type of show, but, like, you're literally alone, and you're in the wilderness, and so I think a big aspect of it is kind of exploring, like, yeah, the survival under isolation circumstances, so maybe this show could learn a little bit from that, I don't know, but yeah, overall, it's just, it's very gimmicky, but perhaps it gives us a window into what it might be like to colonize Mars. And there's an impertent, impertent. (laughs) There's a very important link between celebrities and space, cultural artifacts, what we've put out there. In particular, one Lance Armstrong, who is a star on Mars and has his DNA in space. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. There's a biker and there's a astronaut who have very similar names. Yes. Well, that's one thing that they talk about on the show. We're talking about Lance Armstrong. Who was a biker. The celebrity biker who was on Stars on Mars. He was able to put something in space? Yes. Cut what? to commercial break. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Christina, you know I'm very particular about what I put in my body. Yeah, you're like the definition of my body is a temple. Right. That's why I'm so excited to tell you and the listeners about one of my favorite products, Whale's Milk, the sponsor for today's episode. Wait, Whale's Milk? What is that? Yes, milk. Everyone's heard of it. Yeah, people know about cow milk and like soy milk and almond milk. But how do you even milk an almond or a soy for that matter? Okay, is whale's milk safe for humans to drink? Whale's milk is a 2% milk. 2% safe for humans to drink. That's not what 2% means. Whale's milk is perfect for health-conscious folks who are looking to keep their body in tip-top shape. Wait, is this why you've been to the emergency room like three times this week? Whale's milk. Find it at your local Whole Foods. Christina. We're backing up. We're backing up. Cultural artifacts in space. We'll get to Lance Armstrong. Okay. So when I was researching this, like you said, how did Lance Armstrong get his DNA in space? 
There are way more things in space than I thought that there would be. Private companies can just send anything up to space that they want to because what? it's a free market. There's nothing to stop you from communicating with aliens. They're like sending you to VR to space. The Haley Bieber Road glazed donut bomb and <laughs> like an alien's like opening up the strawberry box and is like <laughs> or like long drink like an alien <laughs> like like cracking open a long drink the only thing that's standing in our way is like the infrastructure of like sending anything sending something into space but you know that's something that they talk about like space junk like there are too many satellites orbiting the earth mm -hmm. so like this is the same thing a celebrity with a makeup brand needs to send PR to space. That would That's be a great idea. There's there's other PR in space. <laughs> I didn't come across any um, makeup unless it's happened since 2018 because my info ends in 2018. Okay. Um, but let me just say like, there are a lot of unsubstantiated articles about what has gone into space, like listicles, list of weird things in space that mm -hmm. don't have sources. Mm -hmm. And I'm mostly going to focus on right now talking on things that didn't just go into space, like things that they had on the spaceship and then came down because like then that includes like all sorts of animals, you know, like mm -hmm. we've sent like rockets with like monkeys to like orbit. But this yeah. is more like things that were intentionally put into space on like crafts that are meant for the most part to interact with aliens one day. Um, so they're more like cultural messages or cultural artifacts, right? So one example, one non-example, there's a Playboy magazine that went into space <laughs> on the Apollo 12 crew in with the Apollo 12 crew. In Wait, do you know which one? It just said Playboy magazine <sighs> with the crew, but that's not a message. But in addition to Lance Armstrong, we did send a Playboy model's DNA <laughs> to space. So not the magazine, but the DNA. The best source that I could find for this is from is an article in the International Journal of Astrobiology called A Profile of Humanity, the Cultural Signature of Earth's Inhabitants Beyond the Atmosphere. Beautiful. From Paul Quast, or maybe Quaist, um, and this is an article in 2018. So like I said, like this article has literally everything that has gone into space um, up to 2018. So since that, I don't think we have a great record of, unless Quast publishes another article. But anyways, this article brings up like great questions of like, who speaks for Earth? right? Like what organizations get to speak for earth and humanity? How do you even come up with a profile of humanity and human culture? Is there such a thing? And then of course, ethnic and cultural biases that come with purporting to send out such a thing, because it doesn't really exist, right? Keep imagining <laughs> sending you know, when like you like when people go to another country, like their home country, and they come back with a suitcase full of like their favorite snacks. Yeah. 
like a suitcase of cheese and like give it to them see what they do with it interesting do they love it wheel of cheese actually was one of the unsubstantiated things that i saw that these listicles would say like wheels of cheese but i didn't find in this article anything about cheese so they might have like cheese might have been on the ship yeah had to have been there are two main categories of things messages and then actual physical things and like the messages include morse code and radio waves and then some of these like things transcribed so like songs or like dna transcribed into binary sent as a message and then like actual physical things sent you following <laughs> yeah but not really like so they're gattaca ing like a playboy bunny's dna so that like one like it Meaning yeah, they're turning so, into GA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there have also been like actual yeah. hair and blood sent, but then also, yeah, sometimes they just send like the sequences of things like, on a piece of paper. No, it's often like sometimes it's like etched into like metal or like put on like a micro drive or something like that. Like, as the technology has progressed. Um, but yeah, like, some things were sent on CDs when that was a thing. If it's, um, like, a Morse code or, like, radio message, it just gets, like, sent out. What I just don't understand is... Well, I guess there's no other way. We can't translate it. We just have to send it the way that we can send it. Yeah, I mean, that's a big thing of, like, what is the... <laughs> Like, what would the lowest common denominator even be that you would translate? The earliest thing that I could find that was in this article was sent. This was sent in 1962. The earliest message to space were the phrases that using Morse code, mer, which means peace slash world in Russian, Lenin, aka Vladimir Lenin, and then SSR. Um from the Soviet Union. So those were the first messages that we sent out into space ever in Morse code. The first theme of things that I'll talk about, which is the plethora of things that we have sent that have a space slash sci-fi theme to it, sending the message, we love space. <laughs> <laughs> like so many things on like more, I think we like space, like in a human culture, but like definitely there's an overrepresentation of sci-fi, like space things in what we have sent to space. So these have included the song Across the Universe by the Beatles mm. with the message, send my love to the aliens, all the best, Paul from Paul McCartney. I think that's one of the most famous things that has been sent to space. Like that one came up a lot in articles. Mm -hmm. um, an invitation in Klingon to attend an Earth-based performance of the Klingon opera. They sent that into space. That's like Several... offensive. <laughs> offensive? Yeah. yeah. Like not even Klingon. Like, you guys just made that up. But how do we know? Like, how do we know what language they would speak? We have no idea. Yeah, I know. So you just got to throw everything out there, I guess. Yeah. Several novels, like 
uh, H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds, Ray Bradbury's The Martian Chronicles, music from 30 Seconds to Mars, which is Jared Leto's band. Next category, science things. Lots of science things. Stephen Hawking's speech is out there. Whale songs. Thank you to today's sponsor, Whale's Milk. Mm. How we count, like mm. prime numbers, a lot of explanations of like math have gone out there. Okay, and then like human <laughs> artifacts, right? So this is where we get to human like DNA sequences. Um, the big one that I saw had these like eight, I think this is eight people. Um, that were meant to be like the representative, I'm guessing they were meant to be the representative humans sent that had their DNA sent. Stephen Hawking, Stephen Colbert, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Garcia, who is a Playboy model, Richard Garriott, who is a video game developer and a son of an astro ast NASA. Astronaut. <laughs> Richard Garriott who is a video game developer and the son of a NASA astronaut, AKA Nepo baby. Yeah. <laughs> Had his DNA sent to space. Tracy Hickman and Laura Hickman, who are fantasy authors, Matt Morgan, who is a wrestler and Lance Armstrong, who is on stars on Mars. That's what right. he's famous. That's for. how we know him. After DNA, we have hair, <laughs> a lots of hair, but interestingly, most of the hair projects either are like in the future or like have been canceled. So in 2001, there was a hair project that wanted to send hair from 4.5 million people into space. <laughs> and it was canceled. Um, this project that is like slated for the future includes human hair from millions of people and digital memory boxes of humans. We've also sent diamond encased blood, ashes. That's so, like, that's so goth. <laughs> and brainwaves. Um, yeah, the human artifacts to me, like, I get it, but also is like so stalkery. Like, <laughs> can you imagine like receiving hair or blood? Like, yeah, there's just where, like, the context thing is, like, what are people supposed to make? Like, what are aliens supposed to make of that? It's, like, love bombing. It is, like, love bombing. We have been, humans have been love bombing aliens for, like, a hundred years now. Next, we have, like, human concepts. Like, math. No, this is more, like, parents and children holding hands. Oh. Like, <laughs> like an image okay. a woman waving hello a toast slash cheers in both english and japanese a series of weak test transmissions of vaginal contraction sounds okay. from ballet dancers from ballet dancers that one is probably one of the most odd on the list nude animated presenters depicting humankind Okay. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Okay. The sounds of footsteps and laughter. <laughs> the pitter-patter of children in the household. <laughs> and a gold olive branch. Okay. This is so funny. They're like, don't you know about the ancient Greece, Greek? Yeah. And like, <laughs> the olive branch? 
like symbolism they're like don't you know about mythology they're like humans are literally like at like holding up a boom box to aliens yeah. and being like i love the way you love me and i just want to give you all my hair and i want you to hear my vaginal contractions so that you and I know that we can somehow procreate together in the future. And what we will make is parents and children. There have been some efforts to translate things into multiple languages, more as more efforts as time has gone on. Mm -hmm. So one example of this is the word Mars in 24 languages, a hundred Algonquin words and greetings in 55 ancient and modern languages. A big theme that I noticed too is quantity versus quality. Like, especially as time went on and like, like you were saying, the physical way we can send things gets, it gets more complicated, but also like you can just send more stuff yeah. on like a smaller and smaller thing. I don't know how they're supposed to read it or like <laughs> digest the information, but examples of quantity over quality. There was a project that sent 3,000 children's drawings into space. We sent 20,000 tweets and celebrity videos and also <laughs> hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Craigslist postings. If I were an alien, that's what would get me hooked. Craigslist. <laughs> I'm addicted to looking at Craigslist. I am. It's yeah. on my like, it's on my Google suggested underneath my nice. search bar. <laughs> Send your name to space initiatives are big. So we've sent like millions of names, just like names from 1975 to 2018. A few things that I just wanted to like, that didn't really fit like neatly into a category that I mm -hmm. wanted to point out. Mm -hmm. um, we sent the state quarters, but just for Florida and Maryland. Legos. Lego right. figurines right. of so they Juno. can step on them and cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're actually special Legos, but they're because they're like metal. They're not like plastic. <gasps> but it's Juno, Galileo, and Jupiter. Really, the order of this should be Galileo, Juno, and Jupiter. A Doritos commercial. Yum. Doritos sent their advert into space. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I'll mention is a Tesla Roadster, which is a car. So <laughs> Tesla has just beamed one of their cars, or I'm sorry, SpaceX has beamed one of the cars into space. You know when they do this, like if they just release it into air or do they like put it, try to put it in a specific location? So it really depends. Um, some of these are just like floating above Earth, but some uh -huh. of them like have gone on like the probes like when you like the probe that goes to jupiter like the legos might be on that one and just to clarify about the roadster it is the whole car cherry red and it includes a space-suited mannequin in the driver's street driver's seat and the song space oddity by david bowie is looping on the car radio and there's an I isaac asimov book in there so again we love space <laughs> We love space. Yeah. We love you guys. So the two organizations that put out a lot of this stuff, especially at the beginning, um, are SETI and METI. So SETI is the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. 
and Mehdi is messaging to extraterrestrial intelligence. And some of the big criticisms of these organizations are kind of like, are we over eager in messaging <laughs> to aliens? Stephen Hawking had suggested that alerting extraterrestrial intelligence to our existence is foolhardy. We kind of treat within ourselves our own species sort of harshly in meeting of civilizations. So maybe it would be prudent to, you know, lay more low and not kind of love bomb aliens <laughs> in the way we have been. Okay, because what's going to happen is the aliens will come here. Mm-hmm. And though they're literally, they will literally be like, the U.S. has been, or not the U.S., Earth has been like, come to Brazil, like, come to the Earth, come to Earth, come to Earth. Yeah. Like, come to Earth. They're like, first of all, where are we supposed to go? Everyone's going to fight over that. Yeah. Like, we want to host the aliens, like, let them stay at my house. I'm making dinner. I'm making dinner. Yeah. And then literally a world, what an intergalactic war. Because as soon as we start having war, the aliens are obviously going to have to fight back. They're going to be like, all of this for us? <laughs> and then they're going to be freaked out, over love bombed, mm-hmm. have to skedaddle back. And then they'll never come back. They'll ghost us. Yeah. It's too much. It's toxic. It is toxic. I say um, no more space. We Even shouldn't send any more messages out into space. We shouldn't. Okay. I can't believe you never said that there is no, like, semen in space. Oh, I didn't see anything about semen. Or eggs. How long does semen survive? I don't know. They could put it in a little chamber. Missed opportunity. Maybe we're trying to keep that a secret. Maybe maybe Elon just kind of snuck a that in. Like that. <laughs> I was just so surprised by how many things had been sent. Like I really thought we were being more parsimonious, but we're just not. No, they're just like throwing everything up there. Yeah. I need to know which Playboy magazine went up, and I also need to understand like why, like, like in that pool of people that we decided to send their DNA up to space was the hope that like they would procreate with the DNA. Was the hope that they would just look at it? Yeah. Like, yeah. should we send the best of our generation up to space? Who would it be? Who would I want to see make a baby with an alien? Like, as a cultural moment, Kim K should try to have a baby with an alien. I'm excited to talk about space again and aliens again and, and exploring and colonizing space next time. Yes. This was just a little... A little taste. Thank you for listening to our show. Make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, Twitter, la 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 la. Subscribe to us on YouTube and hug your mommy. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.